God Hears Her. God Hears Her. God Hears Her is brought to you. Is brought to you. By our Daily Bread Ministries. Visit GodHearsHer.org. Visit GodHearsHer.org. Or find us on social for more information. There was this one moment where I got in my closet and I just unleashed on the enemy. (laughs) And I pulled my mama bear claws out and I just said, how dare you? You will not attack my family. You better back off. And I was like, I take authority over my mind. I take authority over my family. I take authority over you. And I declare every assignment of the enemy to be broken off of my family. And I promise you, it did something in the depths of my belly to break the power of torment and fear that night. And I say that just to say this that are listening, you might just need to get really loud and really fervent and maybe just climb in your closet and move your shoes out of the way and get the enemy to back off of your family. You're listening to God Hears Her, a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and he loves you because you are his. Find out how these realities free you today on God Hears Her. Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm Elisa Morgan. And I'm Erin Eddy. We've all heard it said, adventure is out there and life begins at the end of your comfort zone. But how do we know the difference between recklessness and adventure? And how do we recognize when it's God who is calling us out of the comfortable into something new that he has for us? Carrie Job has been there, and today we will discuss what she describes as the adventure of following God. For more than two decades, Carrie Job has been using her gifts to lead people into the presence of God as a well-respected worship leader. She started doing this as a 13-year-old. And now Carrie has also sold more than 1.3 million albums in her career. Originally from Texas, yes, and now residing in Nashville, Tennessee, she tours the country with her husband, Cody Carnes, and their two boys, Canyon and Kingston. So let's get to this inspiring conversation with worship leader and artist, Carrie Job. This is God Hears Her. Okay, so when we read the Psalms, Carrie... You know, we know David, a worship leader, so to speak, wrote a whole bunch of them. And we think we know David from reading the Psalms. And I think we might (laughs) assume we know you by listening to your music. What do we need to know about Carrie that's maybe under the surface? Or, you know, maybe it isn't at first super obvious, but it's your heart. And if we knew it, Mm -hmm. it would draws closer into the worship that God offers us through your gifting. Hmm. Well, thank you. I love David. Uh, I write a lot of songs out of the hymns and, you know, out of his psalms. So I love that correlation. Uh, I am just a lover of Jesus. I'm married to my husband, Cody Carnes. We have two little boys named Canyon and Kingston. They are four and a half and one and a half, and they're everything to me. So Mm. I always say I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a lover of Jesus, Mm. and then I'm an artist. I get to do music and I get to just help people connect to the heart of the Father, and I love getting to do that. Mm. Okay, so Carrie... Will you share like who you were as maybe as like the the childlike faith, the the little girl? Yeah. Oh man, I grew up in a Christian home, and my parents were just very radical for what the Lord 
wanted them to do in their life. So I was raised like ministering since I was a little bitty. Mm. My parents traveled and did evangelism. And I remember my dad did this walk across Texas when I was five uh, to put prayer back in schools. And I remember standing on the Capitol steps of the state of Texas in Austin. And he did like a evangelistic revival night Mm -hmm. on the state Capitol steps. And that was my heritage. I grew up with that kind of mom and dad, just radical about trusting God and doing what God asks. So I got saved when I was five. And I remember when I was 10, having this really crazy encounter with the Lord. And I just remembered saying, I want to write songs that help people say things to you. Mm. I want to help write songs that would help people pray things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that was, that began like a journey for me in my teen years of being in my youth group and We would have these two and three hour worship nights when I was young and we'd just spend time on our faces and I went to a beautiful church where we just believed in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and just went after the things of God. And so uh, that was me. That was like the me growing up. When I was 18, things began to shift where I had to start using muscles I didn't know that I was going to ever have to use, Mm -hmm. but it it probably saved my life Mm -hmm. because everything was like, I just thought everything you prayed that it would happen just like that every time. But God began me on a, on a journey in my 20s to have to learn to use spiritual muscles and really like declaring the word of God over my life and wait for the fruit because mm-hmm. it wasn't happening as quickly as it did when I was young. Yeah, you know? the time yeah. of so. testing, it sounds like, of um, yeah. moving from your head to your heart out into your mm-hmm. feet. Yeah. So Carrie, tell me what are spiritual muscles and when did you learn even what that term was? I think spiritual muscles are, it's like when you begin to work out on a new workout regimen and you're sore in places you didn't know you could get sore. You know, you're like, oh, wow, like I didn't know I could be this sore. And I think that sometimes certain life experiences just pull on different things in in our spiritual walk with the Lord. And we have to learn to use a different muscle in our spiritual walk. So when I say that, I mean like, learning to take God at his word. You could say that, but it's a different thing when you really have to do it. Yeah. If you could pick three adjectives to describe yourself, anything, expected or unexpected, what would you pick and maybe why? Oh, man. Three adjectives. I think I would pick silly uh, because I'm silly. I love that. (laughs) I love that. That's a good one. (laughs) I think I would pick genuine. Mm -hmm. I really love to be genuine Mm -hmm. with people and with my family. And I think I would pick adventurous. Mm -hmm. I I love to be adventurous and, you know, obeying God in our lives requires, I think, an adventurous spirit. So, Mm. yeah. Do do you feel like those three adjectives would describe you just now Um, or maybe throughout I'm probably more adventurous now as a, you know, as an older lady, just, I feel like getting to know yourself and becoming comfortable in your skin, you know, you're like, I'm okay being adventurous. I'm okay being silly. I'm okay mm-hmm. being dorky. I'm okay, you know, like, this is me. This is like consistently what happens when I'm myself. And so, you know, and I think just being obedient to the voice of God in our lives, mm-hmm. he gives us the bravery and the boldness to obey him, you know, and so... I just love that we can say, well, I really felt in my spirit that I was obeying God. And Mm. at the end of the day, that's all I know to do, you know? Like, I just recorded an album in the middle of a pandemic. 
And I was a little bit afraid that some people would think that that was reckless or Mm. careless or, you know, I was worried about those things. I haven't gotten Mm. any negativity. Everyone's been very appreciative. Everyone's been very honoring. Everyone's been thankful that we went with no people. They respected it. They've respected that um, aspect to what we did. So, yeah, I resonate with all those things. <laughs> <laughs> Will you yeah. share more about that process of, like, like what brought you to writing the album and then, like, what you were expressing? Like, it did feel like some people might think it's reckless. And, well, yeah, what was that journey like? Just the be- Tell me just all of it. Yeah. Tell me the beginning, the end, the middle. <laughs> <laughs> we want it all. Want it all. Oh, man. <laughs> How much time do we yeah, have? Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I was writing for the album because I knew I knew about a couple years ago that I was going to do, that my next project would be a live worship project. Mm. And so began writing for that about two years ago. And we kind of had most of the album written probably by last September. I felt really confident that we were on a good trajectory to record this year. This is pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. This is pre-knowing anything was going to shift and change and be very different. And so at the beginning of 2020, still pre-COVID, I call it my 11th hour songs. Mm-hmm. There were three 11th hour songs that just really turned things like in our lives, just began mm-hmm. to shift. And we just were like, God, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. And the last one was the blessing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people probably know the story by now, but we wrote it and released it within 10 days. Wow. And which is pretty quick yes. on a song. Like, I would you know, say so. that's very quick. <laughs> very quick. Wow. But what was crazy is we felt so strong in our spirits that we were supposed to do that and mm-hmm. get it out as quickly as we could. And then the week, like right after that, one week later, was when the pandemic wow. affected the globe and everything started changing. And. I just remember thinking like, wow, what is this? What are we going to do? You know, mm-hmm. like everybody was, what is this going to look like? What's this mean? How long is this going to be? And I'm very positive. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's going to be like two weeks. <laughs> we'll be back to normal. Yeah. Is that positive like, or denial? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> Maybe both. Right with you though. Right with you. Full wishful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think once we were like a couple months in, in April, I, I just was really seeking the Lord, like, okay, we really aren't going to tour this year. And mm. and I felt like we were going to record my album in the fall of this year. Like, I felt that last year, you know, I really mm. kind of just, that was kind of what was in my heart. And mm. I felt like the Lord was like, I want you to go ahead and lean in on it. And I was like, uh, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, excuse me, did you know there was a pandemic? And that I don't want to do that. Yeah. Surprise, yeah. God, you might not have caught this yet, but there is a <laughs> yeah. pandemic. I mean, maybe you don't have social media, <laughs> but... <laughs> I love it, I love it. Or the news. Uh, <laughs> or the news. Uh-huh, yeah, or the news. Yeah. But this is kind of the definition of adventure, and if I'm hearing you right, there is an edge mm. to it of not knowing, you know, standing on a a bit of a cliff, looking down, thinking this is nuts, but there's this edge of heart obedience there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just think of Noah building the ark. Mm. I mean, what a, what a bravery, what a wild bravery to hear the voice of God and begin to do something. And everyone around him is like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, I've just always wanted to live like, radical for the Lord and 
obey what he's asking and like so many people and you know once you walk that out mm-hmm. in an area or an aspect of your life you start to see that God is faithful and so you're like oh wow yeah this is a beautiful thing to have faith in God and um, I, I'm in I'm in especially when you feel his presence when you see a miracle in your life and mm-hmm. you know it's just such a beautiful walk with the Lord so it's worth it how do you tell the difference between a kind of a recklessness that's dangerous, like bad, and a recklessness, adventurousness that's obedient? Hmm. I think you have to test it by the fruit. Hmm. You know, God never contradicts his word. And so I think you just have to use wisdom. It also says there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors, you know, so not isolating yourself in a decision. But, you know, in our lives, Cody and I are really big on bringing our pastors and our leaders in and checking things like a checks and balances mm-hmm. of like, Hey, here's what we feel like we're hearing. Do you see anything that we could be missing or, you know, and with this album, we met with our pastors and it just said, we're feeling this, but if we're off, please tell us. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we think that that's so the Lord and mm-hmm. we're behind you and we will back you. And you know, when then you're like, wait, I kind of wanted you to say, no, we were missing the Lord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's this beautiful yieldedness in it though Carrie you know and that's what I'm hearing maybe is one element is is that you know you you see it's reckless and it could be disobedient crazy but it could be completely obedient and how do you know you're yielding and, and you're mm-hmm. you're surrendering to how God leads and how he uses his people and how he uses the relationships and his word and the fruit mm-hmm. as you yeah. said right yeah yeah I mean I'm thankful we can test something by fruit otherwise I don't I don't just don't know how we would figure that out but it's okay to fail too Mm. it's okay to miss him I've missed him Mm. plenty of times and there's so much grace for that as well and I think that's how you learn Mm. is by trial and error and like ah I think we were just a little off and we missed it but Mm. it's all right you know Mm. it's good it's good to just trust the Lord and be brave and go for it Mm. what do your conversations look like with the Lord Carrie when you have missed it Because it's so easy to like put on the coat of shame or guilt or just, you know, feel like you failed. Yeah, probably like anyone else, you know, Mm -hmm. just like, oh man, I really thought I'd heard you and I just feel like I was like one degree off or something. And the beautiful thing though is like, even if that does happen, you, you still feel the grace of God and you feel, you see him turn it for our good. So it's almost like just this, this protection that he just covers it you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you see like huh I think I may have been off but the Lord like used it and he's just he's very gracious yeah and I love that about him Mm -hmm. you know Cody and I really surround ourselves just with really godly leadership too and they're loving so Mm -hmm. if there is a time where we're like man because we we missed something a few years ago with um some touring stuff we we felt like we had heard the Lord and we Later on, we realized we hadn't, and mm. and there was just like a big financial thing that, that it affected. Yeah. We were pretty down about it, and we met with one of our leaders and pastors, and he said, you know, with God, nothing is ever a loss. Mm-hmm. It may have been a really expensive lesson that you learned, yeah. but most often, really important things we need to learn are an investment of our time and money. So just look at it as that, mm. and the Lord will replenish what you lost. Mm. And he was right. The Lord did replenish financially. He he made up for our decisions and the money we had lost on that tour. And we just watched him be faithful. Our hearts were right. 
Mm. But it just in the in the natural, it didn't pan out the way we were hoping. Yeah. You know, monetarily or whatever you needed yeah. to be sometimes. Yeah. But uh, spiritually, it was beautiful. Yeah. So there's a yeah. way in which mm. what you're saying it it resonates so much with me that even if we have our hearts inclined towards obedience and we do the very best we can, we can sometimes, even with godly counsel, et cetera, we can sometimes, quote, miss it is, is the way you yeah. expressed it. And yeah. what you're saying, I think, is, is that God won't let his purposes be missed. You know, we might miss an experience Absolutely. of it. We might yeah. make a mistake. Um, but God will accomplish his intentions through it. And and then that, yeah, if we attend right. that, Carrie, it, is that what you're saying? Then that way we'll never miss out totally because we're connecting to who he yeah. is and what he's doing mm-hmm. beyond what we can understand. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's the heart behind something. If your heart is right and you're submitted to the Lord and, and to, you know, having godly people in your life, I think... Mm-hmm. It's just not a miss. It's just, it might be a different way of looking at it, you know, but yeah. yeah. I think it's when there's pride. I think it's when there's a stubbornness and like what you were saying earlier, maybe not yielding our hearts mm-hmm. and what we want to the Lord is when we can get in a dangerous mm. zone, yeah. you know. And when we come back, Carrie will share a nightmare experience that was part of her inspiration for the award-winning song, the blessing. And she will describe what it looks like to stand up against the enemy when he goes after your family. That's coming up on God Hears Her. Thanks for listening to this God Hears Her podcast. Erin and I love sharing this space with you. And you know what? We want to invite you to become an even bigger part of our God Hears Her community to sign up for our weekly email newsletter. We'll keep you updated on new podcasts, encouraging blog posts, exciting new products, so much. Just go to godhearsher.org and sign up today. That's godhearsher.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to God Hears Her. I'm Erin Eddy. And I'm Elisa Morgan. And in just a minute, we will hear from Carrie Job on the challenges of loneliness, loss, and attacks from the enemy. But before we do, just a quick reminder that the show notes are available in the podcast description. The show notes not only contain the talking points for today's episode, but they also include a link to a free resource. It's a digital download titled Live Free, a fresh look at the fruit of the Spirit. And this e-booklet not only helps us understand what the fruit of the Spirit is and is not, but also how we are set free to live a new life in Christ and enabled to serve one another in love. This download is yours for free. Just click on the link in the podcast description on our website, godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. Now back to our conversation with Carrie Job. Before the break, Carrie described herself as silly, genuine, and adventurous and explained that we can tell if we are obedient in our godly adventures by testing the fruit that it produces. We start the next part of the conversation by asking Carrie about the inspiration behind some of her specific songs. And she touches on topics of loneliness, loss, and the enemy's attacks. This is God Hears Her. You've got a lot of songs that have ministered to so many of us, and Aaron and I both have kind of picked out a couple. For me, I'm Not Alone has been pow, 
you know, for me, it's just so mm. powerful. Mm. And it's such a first person application message, you know, that when yeah. you're singing it, when mm-hmm. we're worshiping, singing it, you know, I'm, I'm brought right into to God's presence. And I think our world is super lonely right now. I mean, yeah. um, we're the most yeah. lonely generation that's been on the planet. And America is one of the most lonely countries in the world. And I'm not alone to speak to that. Can, can you tell us where that particular song was birthed in you? Yeah, I was still single. Um, it just was really a season that I was feeling alone. Mm-hmm. But also, as I was leading worship and ministering in that season, I just kept being taken to Isaiah 43, mm-hmm. where it talks about when we walk through the waters, we will not be overtaken. When we walk through the fire, we will not be burned. And that, you know, that scripture that says, I am with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. It just was like very, very, very deep in my spirit at the time. And so I ended up writing it with a few friends, and it took quite a while to finish because we just... We just wanted to have some experiences with leading it before we finished writing it. Uh, but anytime we'd kick into the chorus and the bridge, everyone just was like, more, we want to sing that more. And it wasn't even finished, you know, it was really sweet. Mm-hmm. And so I knew at the time, I was like, this is going to be a really potent song for people's hearts. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of oftentimes when I've been taught about speaking, I've been challenged, preach that message to your own heart before you preach it to someone else. And it sounds like that's what the Lord was inviting y'all into is just to really experience mm-hmm. that truth. Because when we experience what he's trying to say, he pours it out through us differently you know it's like digested and 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 purified you know and and made somehow more accessible to other people yeah yeah totally i think bill johnson said this a few years ago at something where cody and i were and he just said when you write from an encounter you've had with the holy spirit that encounter gets locked up in that song Mm. or in that message or in that book and can really invite other people into a similar encounter i love that and it just stuck with me, mm-hmm. um, and I just—it is so—it's so true because yeah. there's there's a reason we're connecting to something, because there's like blood, sweat, and tears in that song. It was a declaration over my own heart mm-hmm. in that season, and mm-hmm. so when I hear these stories of of that being something that's really helped people come out of depression and anxiety and things that I had experienced in that season, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not surprised because <laughs> it, you know, it's locked up in that encounter. Mm-hmm. So. That is such a beautiful perspective and just truth. There's a song, Carrie, that you wrote, Speak to Me. And that Mm -hmm. song just, I to give you just a little bit of context, I was going through a really hard time and divorce and heartbreak and just pretty Mm -hmm. distant with my relationship with the Lord. And I compartmentalized him. And uh, it wasn't Mm -hmm. a we thing. It was when I felt like talking to him and engaging with him. And that song, it just brought me back into just communion with him and surrender and really helped me to just have space to pray and express my feelings. Like that song created such a safe space for me to express what I was going through with him. And I, I wonder, hearing you say that, did that song come from any sort of place you to write that Mm -hmm. that's interesting that you're talking about just that broken place because it definitely came out of that season for me um just that was a season where my sister had lost a baby and um it was a stillborn Mm -hmm. birth and it was 
extremely difficult to walk through that with her. I was pregnant too oh at the same time. Yeah. Oh. And so for two sisters, like we were dreaming of these sweet babies that were going to be a couple weeks apart. So it was really, really scary. Mm-hmm. It was very uh, confronting. I felt like I was in this season that when I talked to the Lord, it was very raw and very, very real. Mm-hmm. It was no fluff. Mm-hmm. It was just not very nice sometimes. Yeah. It was just real. That was <laughs> messy. Know? It was just it was messy. Yeah. It was messy. Yeah. yeah, that's a great word for it. I feel like my face is even burning now thinking about how when I felt like he would come mm-hmm. close in that season and I could hear him speak something to me, it felt like it, my face was like warm. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt very just real and raw. Mm-hmm. And I remember even sitting through all the strings that we had for that song mm-hmm. and there was too much going on in the music mm-hmm. and I kept scaling it back. And I had even sung a few things and I was like, no, cut me out. Nope, cut me out. Hmm. Nope, hmm. come. I mean, I like. I think I I edited that song more than any other song on that on that project, wow. because I was like, I want people to be able to sit in this song and be able to play it over and over and over, and just let the Lord speak to them and let them feel Him like this close mm. to their skin, you know. And so, that was a. That was a that was a hard song. <laughs> mm. That that song translated that tip for me. It, it was such a monumental song in my in my life, and I would put it on repeat. <laughs> there was mm. anger, and there was heartbreak, mm. and there was just like you said, like it was. I was just yeah. so much messy was being brought to mm-hmm. him in that mm-hmm. song, and I, mm-hmm. it just I'm so I'm so grateful that you yielded to just like, let's just strip it. Let's just create mm-hmm. the space that I needed, mm-hmm. that other people need to just mm-hmm. be spoken over. Yeah. Yeah, to tweak yeah. this conversation just a tiny bit, I've been really struck by the blessing, this newer song that, that you have been given. Mm-hmm. And if you kind of layer I'm Not Alone and speak to me as yours and telling these stories, I'm struck by how outward it is. I am not alone. Speak to me. So many of your beautiful, intimate Mm. messages are like between me and God. You know, just me and me Mm. and Jesus here, me and the Holy Spirit here. And they're really they're corrective and healing and transformational in terms of who I am with God. Mm -hmm. The blessing turns the arrows of our lives, if you will, outward. Mm. Can you talk Mm -hmm. about that and why you think God gave you that message for now for His people? Oh, I'm just like, I haven't heard someone share it like that. And I think it's really cool because I'm like, wow, I just don't think that we um, can declare things truthfully and it bring actually breakthrough for other people unless we really believe that. And I think it took me in my own walk with the Lord, those seasons of declaring I'm not alone, speak to me countless others that, you know, became these prayers and, and, and heart cries for me. There is this like mama bear thing on the blessing that that I feel for people. I really felt so strong to just declare out, he is for you. He will break through this darkness. He sees you. He hears you. Like, mm. and and I, I've written like different things and songs through the years that are similar, but it's interesting that there's like this common theme that he is for me. I started declaring that over my life years ago. I have it as a tattoo on my foot that says, you are for me. Mm. 
Yeah, I, there's just, I could share this crazy story that happened about a year ago, year and a half now, that I think is really locked up in the blessing that I haven't really shared much. Mm. About a year and a half ago, Cody was on tour with Elevation, oddly enough, because we wrote this song with some of the guys from Elevation. And um, Kingston, my baby, was seven weeks old. And I was in the middle of really, really tough postpartum. Mm. And um, I didn't know it at the time, which most women don't at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, I was in the middle of that and just, but I was also just healing, had a C-section and it was just a Mm. really tough pregnancy. And so it was just a raw time for me physically and emotionally and spiritually. And I was really in a season of dealing with some really intense torment Mm. in my mind of fear, like intense fear fear of something happening to my baby Mm. after walking through that with my sister, like fear of losing a child traumatically, like fear of just those things that the enemy just Mm -hmm. constantly tries to just, Mm -hmm. what if this happened? What if that happened? Just that nagging Mm. enemy, the lies of the enemy. And, you know, and I was, I was listening to worship music. I was doing the things I knew to do in that Mm. season. I was, but still it was just very real. And so there was this one day that it was a little bit nicer outside, and so we went for a walk. And I had a friend with me, thank you, Jesus, um, because Canyon was uh, three at the time, and my baby was seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And Canyon fell down behind me, and when he did, my stroller, I just took my hands off the stroller just for a split second to pick Canyon up. And I wasn't thinking about the fact that we are on a little bit of an incline and we are right by a body of water and the stroller got away from me and he went upside down into the water in the stroller. And so I, I run and jump into the water and I, I was able to get him out. And when I pulled him out, he was strapped into the car seat. When I pulled him out, he was crying. So I knew immediately he was okay. And Mm. But I mean, I was like crying out to the, I was literally yelling and screaming, oh God, mm-hmm. oh God. Mm-hmm. And, and people came and helped and, and it was fine. They got us all mm-hmm. out, but it was, it was a long 20 minute walk back to the car. Uh, and when I got in the car for the next, oh man, probably, probably five hours, I wept and wept and wept. And at one point, my friend stayed with me the rest of the night and my pastor came, they came over and ministered with me that night. And, but there was this one moment where I got in my closet and I just unleashed mm. on the enemy wow. <laughs> and I pulled my mama bear claws out and I just said, how dare you? Yeah. You mm. will not mm. attack my family. Mm. You better back off. And I just began declaring, not that I was a, like just talking to the enemy because I don't like to do that a lot, but I was like, I had had it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I take authority over my mind. I take authority over my family. I take authority over you. And I declare every assignment of the enemy to be broken oh, off Jesus. of my family. Yes. And I promise you, it did something in the depths of my belly to break the power of torment Mm. and fear that night. And I say that just to say this, that are listening, you might just need to get really loud and really fervent and maybe just climb in your closet Mm -hmm. and move your shoes out of the way, get the enemy (laughs) to back off of your family. Because it just, it just did something. And so when I kick into that bridge on the blessing, I remember that night when I was like, that's enough. 
I speak blessing over my family. And I thank Mm -hmm. you that the word of God is for me Mm -hmm. and that he cares about me too. And you're not going to take me out and you're not going to silence my worship and you're not going to freak me out with all your lies, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm. anyway, yes, there is encounter locked up in that song too. (laughs) And it's really, it really means a lot to me. I hear this process of encountering God, Mm. locking it up by his great power, speaking it into yourself and then speaking it over others. And just, you know, Carrie, would you for just a minute, you know, we say that God hears you, he knows you, he loves you, he sees you because you're his. Would you speak that locked up encounter over women who are listening right now? Mama Bear, because that's what we do for each other. That's what we do for each Mm -hmm. other. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had women lifting my arms in that season of, you know, it, and it takes that that vulnerability with friends mm-hmm. too. So I yeah. would just say that. But yeah. Lord, I thank you for these women and these, even these men that are listening. Mm-hmm. And God, I pray for an encounter with your presence, mm-hmm. not an encounter with an idea of of a God, but an encounter with you as their true God. Lord, we just declare that your name is above every name, that your name is above every sickness or disease, every spirit of torment, every spirit of fear and anxiety. Yeah. Lord, I pray that those that have been saying out loud, I feel suicidal. I don't know if I can do this. I feel alone. I don't know if I can do this. I just declare over you today, you can do this. You need to open the word and just declare the truth of the word of God over your family, over your lives. Take authority by the name of the blood of Jesus and just begin to watch this shift in your home. Turn worship music on. I, I remember for weeks I played worship music on YouTube, I just kept it going through the night even, because when I was fearful in the night, I'd get up and I'd walk in the living room and I would get on my face and it took weeks. It did. It took weeks, but you can do this. And I promise you, you'll begin to see fruit. It won't be overnight. It will be a process because you've got to take back the ground. And so I just speak that over you, that you can do this with boldness and bravery. You can be adventurous and trust God and take him at his word in Jesus name. Amen. Open the Bible and declare the truth of the scriptures over your family and over your life. What a powerful prayer. This is God Hears Her. Well, before we close out today's episode, just a quick reminder that the show notes are available in the podcast description. The show notes not only contain the talking points for today's episode, but also include a link to a free resource. It's a free digital download titled Live Free, a fresh look at the fruit of the Spirit. This e-booklet not only helps us understand what the fruit of the Spirit is, but also how we are set free to live a new life in Christ and enabled to serve one another in love. This download is yours for free. Just click on the link in the show notes on our website at godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, God hears you, he sees you, and he loves you because you are his. Today's episode was engineered by Ann Stevens and produced by Mary Jo Clark and Daniel Ryan Day. And we also want to take a moment and thank Bobby and Matt for their help in creating and promoting the God Hears Her podcast. Thanks, friends. 
God Hears Her is a production of Our Daily Bread Ministries.